Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. And today's is a very special one, because as promised, the lady of the house is here to give a woman's perspective on some of the issues and things that we've covered in previous episodes. As we continue to cover new topics, we will have Sarah, the aforementioned lady of the house, back on to give uh, an additional perspective and given her expertise in health and fitness, you know, nutrition. She's been working in that for a while, but I'll let her give you the details on that. Uh, She'll be back to talk about that as well. Um, I've touched on it briefly before, but obviously health and fitness are important. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, babe. Happy to be here. All right. So I hit a little little teaser earlier, but uh, how long have you been in health and nutrition? Well, I have been working as a personal trainer and nutrition coach for just over 10 years now, which is crazy to say, but I went to college um, on the topics and got a degree in human nutrition and a second degree in kinesiology, which is exercise science. And I've been working with clients ever since. Okay, great. That's a lot of words to say that she knows what she's talking about. So when we get to the health and fitness portions, um, I don't need to cite an expert because I'm sitting with an expert. Now, um, we'll start with meditation and exercise um, and get some of your opinions on if you notice a difference in my behavior or um, how you feel. And this will just be for the people who didn't bother to look at any of the research I mentioned and think that meditating and exercising or general stress management is not something important that they need to do. Yeah, definitely. There's a ton of research showing the importance of stress management. And I have seen firsthand with so many of my clients, the negative effects that not properly managing stress has on the body, both physically and mentally. But for you specifically, I definitely notice a difference. If you go even a day without meditation, Um, For those of you who don't know Eric personally, Eric tends to just kind of exist at like a level nine all the time. (laughs) And meditation brings him down several notches. So if he doesn't meditate in the morning, I will notice um, definitely by the afternoon that he's just a little bit more high strung, a little bit quicker to anger if something happens. Not abusive here, folks. No, of course, of course not. Uh, (laughs) But yes, you definitely just exist at a higher level of calmness um, in day-to-day life when you are meditating consistently. And it's the same for me, right? But I, I can definitely notice it in you both for yourself personally and also in our relationship. Okay, great. And whenever I'm exercising consistently, does that 
impact that as well? Is there another difference there or is the major difference mostly just from meditating? You know, honestly, I do notice a bigger difference with you in meditating, but I definitely, if you go, you know, a whole week or two without consistent exercise, your moods definitely do drop a little bit. And I can see that affecting your, just kind of your daily moods and also like your confidence levels and stuff like that drop pretty quickly when you're not consistently exercising. Yeah, it's hard to be confident when, you know, that belly's shaking like a bowl full of jelly. (laughs) You don't have a belly, babe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on here, I wanted to touch on some of the points brought up in the male brain and the female brain, the books that I mentioned on the Defining the Masculine slash How We Got Here episode. Um, As a woman, do you feel that the interplay between like masculine and feminine energy for lack of a better word or traits uh exists and like do you feel yourself moving between either masculine or feminine sort of stances or behaviors based on sort of what's going on during the day yeah i definitely think that they exist and i believe that both men and women have both masculine and feminine energies okay And I personally, for myself, can definitely see a shift. And um, this is something I've been doing a little bit more work on lately. But I, I am very much in my masculine a lot of the day while I'm working and coaching and kind of that like really focused get shit done mode is a very masculine energy for me. But something I've been practicing is actually trying to spend a little bit more time in my feminine as well in more of a flow state, creativity state, um, more playful and relaxed state. And especially in our relationship, that's something that I try and sink into those feminine qualities a little bit more often. Are there things that I do that make you feel comfortable relaxing into those feminine qualities? Yeah. Yeah. I think part of that is, well, the biggest part of that, honestly, is probably the safety and security that I feel in our relationship Mm -hmm. and from you. And that's something that obviously has developed over time. Um, But I just have a great sense of security with you and in our relationship. I'm glad you brought that up. And that's a really important part that I want to drive home here is that in the modern world, when a woman can basically do everything for herself and being with a man is a choice of, you know, love and connection, that them feeling safe, the the lady feeling safe, the feminine feeling safe is vitally important that I'm even willing to say the success that you'll have in the relationship is directly proportionate to your ability to make her feel safe. And it's not like you have to be some giant dude who runs around in a cave, like hitting shit with clubs, but it's more that she has to be able to trust you uh, to do things, to lead things. So she doesn't have to carry everything on her own. Not that she needs you, right? Because women can have their own things here, but that she can trust you to do it so she can relax a bit. Because I know that sometimes dudes think they're being nice when they're like, I don't know, what do you want to do? But asking all these questions and putting all of the decision making on her is not being nice. 
and does not lead her to trust you to be able to do anything. Uh, would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. This is actually one of the things that you did early on when we first started dating that was different than a lot of the guys I had been talking to. Mm. Um, I had been on on the dating apps and what you did that was very different and that I knew I respected right away whether or not you and I ended up in a relationship or not was that you were very direct. You made a plan which I'm going to be honest, not a lot of guys on these apps do, you know, you made a direct plan and, um, you know, told me where to meet you and when and made it happen. That's right, guys. It's called having a plan. And this isn't to say that I'm perfect or some super dating master, because trust me, I am not. And I fuck up in relationships. I have to apologize just like anybody does. Uh, what we're doing here is just giving some examples about the stuff that we talked about in previous episodes um, so you can see that this stuff works it's not just people writing it down in books all relationships take work and these tools help you navigate those relationships a little better okay so this will bring us to the boundaries and purpose episode where i talked about how people in general but as a man you need to be able to set boundaries and be willing to set boundaries now um, as the story goes i sort of set the are we just going to be exclusive boundary a couple weeks into us dating? Um, how did you feel about that? Honestly, it caught me off guard at the time because, again, it was so different than what I had experienced in the dating world before you. And so it, it really did catch me off guard, but I really respected it. And I also loved that there was no game playing. I felt like I knew exactly how you felt about me and exactly what your intentions for building a relationship were, even though it was still early. And would you say that that helped you build trust um, in me as a person and then sort of allowed you to relax into that feminine side like we talked about? Yeah, absolutely. That made a big difference. And especially just a couple weeks into dating, you know, it's not like we were seeing each other all the time or talking constantly or anything like that. And I had some reassurance right off the bat that I wasn't going to have to worry about you being a game player and, you know, not telling me the whole truth about what your thoughts about me and our relationship were as we moved forward and just really establish some good trust, like right from the beginning, which helped me definitely relax and open, let down my walls a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, for dudes who are not looking for like a single monogamous relationship, that points still like women still appreciate that like you don't have to say it right off the front like on her first day like hey by the way I'm, i want to keep my options open like you don't have to be an ass but ideally before you have sex or maybe the first couple of times after the fact if that's what you're into giggity giggity and <laughs> you haven't uh if you haven't sort of mentioned what you're looking for and been open and honest with her you should go ahead and do so um if you have zero intentions of ever sort of making it an exclusive thing she needs to know now funnily enough women are fine with that but you need to mention it what gets you in the trouble is when you just sort of hide it 
and you let people think that you're in a one-on-one relationship when that's not the case. And none of that is super special secret sauce stuff, right? But you'll notice that she said that it was so different from what she had experienced while dating and on the apps and everything else. And you only just have to be a little bit better than everybody else for it to seem like you're just the greatest dude on the planet. So to sum that part up, uh, just like we talked about in the boundaries episode, guys, know what you want and then be able to communicate those effectively to the people in your life. So uh, now I want to move on to a little bit about purpose. And like I said, it doesn't have to be some large overarching thing to start with. But um, like if you meet a guy and he doesn't have any sort of general idea about what he wants to do, what does that feel like uh, from your perspective? I feel like that's a red flag for me anyway. And it's also something that I guess I can only speak for myself here, but it's pretty easy to pick up on. You know, and like I said, maybe not all women women. have superpowers. (laughs) That's true. We do. It it flags the intuition like pretty easy and pretty quickly, at least for me. So I would definitely say that that's something that's pretty apparent and a red flag for sure. You heard it here first, fellas. At least pretend to have something that you want to do. Doesn't have to be long term. Perfect. But some sort of uh, principles that you can guide your life by are going to be important. Uh, People can smell it on you, apparently. Um, and I feel like anyone couldn't really notice once they start asking you questions if you, if you don't know what you want to do. Um, so that moves us to the most recent podcast episode, which was the nice guy. Um, now, do you have any experience with, uh, the type of dude who sort of just hangs around, uh, doesn't really make his intentions known, but feels that either a, if he just exists, eventually you'll just have sex with him because he does stuff for you or B the exchange money aka the i'll buy you a drink at the bar guy without even talking to you and then that guy getting mad if you decide you don't want to talk to him you ever have any any of that happen to you (laughs) yeah definitely um i feel like a lot there's a lot of that actually that i've experienced in the past and i'm not super likely to turn down a free drink (laughs) i mean but Honestly, guys, like that is not an opening for anything. So if you're buying a girl a drink with any kind of expectation, you're going to be let down because it I I don't even feel obligated to talk to somebody if they buy me a drink. Like it's just that just is what it is. (laughs) So stop wasting your money. This isn't to say to never get anyone anything, but don't try to exchange basically a gift the please like me behavior that we talked about for a time on in someone else's life. Now, um, as far as the, the, I guess we'll touch a little bit here on the boundaries part. How do you, how does it feel when you're having a conversation with a guy and he never really expresses an opinion that's different from yours? Do you feel like you guys just agree on a hundred percent of everything and that you're super perfect? Or if he's just hiding things uh, from you to seem nice I mean, if it gets to the point where you're pretty deep in a conversation and all of his opinions are exactly the same as mine, I'm going to feel like that's fake. And I mean, that doesn't like if a guy has different opinions, that doesn't mean that you're going to just like get up and walk away. Right. Like I'm, I'm assuming you have some deal breakers, but there's, uh, there's some wiggle room in there. 
Yeah, definitely. And if you actually have expectations or desires to get to know the person and spend any any substantial amount of time with them, then you're going to need to figure out those deal breakers early on too, which is another reason why I think you need to be honest about your opinions on things and not just agree with her to agree with her because that's down the line going to end up in bigger issues for sure. Yeah. So ultimately uh, people don't have to try to appear to be perfect uh, because you know, no one is perfect. Is it, um, is it possible that you can sort of sense when, like if you see someone out, if, if a guy doesn't feel good about himself or doesn't feel like he's good enough sort of as he is, is that like, does that come off in the way that people sort of stand or carry themselves? Or like if a guy comes up to approach you, like can you tell the difference uh, when they start talking versus when someone else who does understand if they're good enough as they are uh, comes up to you? Yeah, definitely. I think that's true for both men and women, though. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about the body language and the way that they speak to you and eye contact and all of those things. And that's that's not to say because it's also a turnoff if you're overly confident in in so much so that it becomes almost aggressive. Like that's, I feel like an overcorrection mm-hmm. and also a turnoff. So finding a good sweet spot. Is right. Right. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I plan on releasing um, a body language and communication episode. Um, that's something that I've read or listened to a bunch of books about because when I fix my body language, because I used to be the classic, spend a lot of time in the computer, or basically a dude who benches a lot and does zero back work, and your shoulders are hunched forward all the time. It doesn't look good. And even when I was uh, bigger, um, you look like you're maybe scared or trying to like turtle up because your shoulders are always rolled forward near your ears. Um, good posture is important, not just because of the stand-up tall thing, but because you look like you're intimidated of the environment, even when you might not be, just because your shoulders are hunched over. Uh, so we're definitely going to talk about that some more. Was there, um, as we wrap this up here, was there any other comments you wanted to make about any of the questions or the, the points that we've covered so far? No, I don't think so. All right, great. So um, with that, we'll definitely have uh, Sarah on again in the future to sort of talk about um, her opinions or give the the feminine perspective on some of the things that we talk about here. And with that, I'm out of here. So I love you guys. Stay safe and we'll see you. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true, T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast. See you next time. Thank you.